Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. You're almost 50 years old and you still dress like a Teletubby. Point taken. Oh, yes, indeed. It is a victory Monday right here on the Team 980 on the Monday after a season opening victory. Why else would you have a victory Monday, right? Come on, boys and girls. It isn't all that bad. That's right, Mr. Positivity, the Prince of Positivity is here to spread joy and to talk to you over the next three hours as we get you going all lathered up for Denver Broncos week. We'll get there later on. They lost yesterday too. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get there maybe a little bit later, probably tomorrow. Let's enjoy this one. Let's be appropriately concerned. Let's be realistic. Let's be honest. Let's be frank. And let's talk at 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. That is the Ace Law listener line. Our friends at Ace Law, if you're in a wreck, They'll help you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. But do that right after you call 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Or if you want to yell at me on Twitter or X, it's at Russellmania621. Matt is at Mr. Underscore Me 93. He'll be answering your phones. Again, at 301-230-0980, and away we go. All right, so... Listen, we all know that yesterday was far from pretty. Even on defense, it was far from a dominant performance, in my opinion. It was dominant the last five drives of the game. It really was not dominant, I would say, until about halfway through the third quarter. We'll get back to the defense in a little bit. The offense is whatever is what has everybody concerned. And appropriately, right? 
Um, again, as I think Kevin told you, as I think anyone responsible has told you, one game is not a referendum on everything. It's not a referendum on the season. It's not a referendum on Eric Bieniemy. It's not on Sam Howell. It's not on the offensive line. It's not on anything. It's one game. It's one game. And remember, they haven't played a game that even meant something, something in three weeks. And that was a whole lot of nothing. That was against Ravens backups. That was a mix of starters. Again, they really have not played a game of any significance at all. I don't don't think we need to spend a lot of time on that. I think we all recognize and understand that. That being said, while it's not a referendum on anyone or anything, of course you should be appropriately concerned. Of course you should. Again, you can have concern without panic. You can have concern without thinking you have all the answers or we all have all the answers or we know what the rest of the year is like or we know what's about to come. We will clean up the mess on aisle commander's offense over the course of the show. However... The one biggest problem that I guess you we should all have is while one game is not a ultimate judgment, the fact remains they are going to play way better defenses the next three weeks at the minimum. Way better. At Denver, and I know they lost to the Raiders somehow, Yesterday, at Denver, home for Buffalo, who plays tonight against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and then at Philly. And by the way, did you see what Jalen Carter did yesterday? (gasps) Oh, my. Oh, my. So that's the road ahead. The number one thing you should be concerned about was... Not that the offense struggled and was out of sync and was out of rhythm and really was kind of mishmashy all over the place. It was all of that against the opponent that you went against and now the step up in opponents. So if it doesn't get better real fast, you're going to get squashed like a bug. See where I'm heading here? One game in isolation does not mean the end of the world, does not mean the offense is never going to be good, does not mean Biennemi sucks, does not mean Sam Howell's going to be running for his life every day, does not mean Logan Thomas is going to have three drops, does not mean that the passing game is going to suck, does not mean anything. I mean, the two touchdowns that they scored, one was aided by three defensive penalties, of significant yardage, over 50 combined yards 
of penalties, and then the other touchdown that they scored was off of a turnover and a short field. But again, one game does not say, oh, this is how it's going to be. The real issue is it's one game against a lesser defense with way less talent than what you're going to face starting next week. That's the real issue. That being said, again, we'll worry about more of that, all of that as we go along. I think when I went back and I I watched the game and I looked through my notes and I have made it all the way through, the way they started made sense to me. There were screens. There were quick hitches. There were quick passes. There was the run. Remember the first down, early third down? Chris Rodriguez Jr. gets it. He's in early, right? It's not Antonio Gibson in that spot. It's Chris Rodriguez Jr. And then Antonio Gibson was in later as a runner. We all know what happened. But on the first series from Eric Bieniemy, the commanders, I thought, did a pretty decent job in establishing what they wanted to be and what they wanted to do. It didn't go anywhere, ultimately, but they came out three-yard run and then howled to the right flat for six to Jahan Dotson. And then, again, on the first third down of the game, Chris Rodriguez in, not Antonio Gibson, and they run it for two on a third and one. And then the problems in the passing game kind of start. Howell to Logan Thomas, a little bit high, but through his hands, he doesn't come down with it. And again, Logan Thomas is 6'6". But it was a little bit high. Little bit. Should have probably caught it. Little bit. I don't know if that's... It's not really a drop. It's a non-catch. Then Howell comes right back and does hit Jahan Dotson for 12. So that's John's second catch of the game already. And he's got 18 yards of receptions on two carry, on two catches in the first, what, five plays of the game. And again, Howell's getting rid of the ball. They're running, mixing, run, pass, what have you. But that's when I think they get a little bit pass happy. There's a pass out to the left flat for only a yard that gets blown up by Curtis Samuel. Or to Curtis Samuel, I should say. Then there's another pass, uh, basically left seam to Logan Thomas, in which, again, he does not catch it. Again, you want to call it a drop? Fine. You want to call it a non-catch? Fine. Either way, two passes now towards Logan Thomas. This one I thought was better than the first one, but both he doesn't catch. So that's second down. And then a under pressure and under blitz, Ganyan uh, Gannon, I get. I, I guess I've been saying his name wrong. I always heard Jonathan Gannon, and Grant was yelling at me yesterday and saying, "By the way, it's Jonathan Gannon, like Rich Gannon." I've always heard Gannon. I don't know, Gannon, Gannon, whatever. Blitzes for the first time. Remember last week we said I think he's going to blitz more, and I know Craig and Logan talked about that. Uh, towards the end of the week. I know Denton and Logan talked about that yesterday morning as I was on my way into the stadium. 
and Gannon <clears throat> blitzes on third down, and they blow up a right screen to the flat to Samuel. And it's, you know, two yards on third and nine. So the first drive ends right there, doesn't go anywhere. But the way they came out, to me, was indicative of how this team needs to run on offense. Getting the ball out quickly. And I thought Sam Howell did a good job of that. The problem was, again, the two passes to Logan Thomas, one a little bit high, over the middle. Again, it's not a drop, but it's a non-catch. And again, the throw was a little high. But it's probably a catch that you've got to come up with. And then the second one absolutely looked like one that you've got to catch and was much lower in target, kind of at the chest plate. I don't know if the defensive back got a slight finger on it or not. I couldn't quite tell live or on tape, but it's probably one you got to come up with. So that's where the that's where the first drive bogs down. But again, I like the approach. I like the approach. The problem was everything else after that. Everything else after that. And here's what I mean. Oh, um, remember I told you Dotson for 12 on the first drive? That was after the initial first down and after the uh, the um, the first drop non-catch by Logan Thomas. That play, while going for 12 and while being perfectly acceptable, was part of the problem yesterday. Because Diami Brown's running down the sideline, the Cardinals sideline, going, Woohoo! Look at me! Please, I'm plus 600. Anytime touchdown, I want to make the rooster on the junkies on Friday morning look really good by picking Diami Brown for an anytime touchdown. Woohoo! Throw it over here! I, I'm open by 20 yards. And Sam looked off of him. Now, Sam got 12. On the play, which is better than not getting 12. But he also lost seven. Or almost a near certainty at seven. So that was a problem as well on the first drive. Forgot to throw that in there. But then starting on the second drive is where protection really starts to break down. And where Sam is starts to run for his survival and his life. And the very first play of the second series from the nine-yard line, and Sam Howell scrambles to his left, running full throttle, gets hit towards the sideline, and then gets lit up like a Christmas tree by Kazir White. On the personal foul, it was very late. Um, I know some people thought he was inbounds still. He was not. He was on the white. He was inbounds on the first part of the hit. Not Kazir White's hit, the first what basically kind of pushed him out of bounds. Kazir White levels him. Brissette comes in after a couple of moments. He's about to play his first snap in the regular season. Then all of a sudden, Sam Howell comes right back. But again, right there. Now, on back-to-back plays, if you go back to the final play of the first series, Arizona, I keep wanting to call them Atlanta. I don't know why. I mean, both A's, but Arizona starts to smell a little blood. Starts to smell a little blood. And Sam gets lit up and 
Credit to him. Kudos to him. He gets checked out quickly, evaluated fine. He said it didn't hurt after the game. Tough guy. We all know Sam can take a hit. We all know. But what you do not want is your quarterback running for his life no matter how tough he is. No matter how tough he is. Then he completes, after all of that, his first pass to Logan Thomas of that series and Logan's first catch, third target, for six. Then they run Antonio Gibson, again, for three yards. Now, later on he would fumble, but clearly they don't want, hoo-hoo, we're never going to run the ball when Antonio Gibson's on the field. So you have to, you have to still give the ball to Antonio Gibson. Now, what I would try and do, knowing what we know about Antonio Gibson, is give it to him as on as many outside perimeter runs as you can. I know he's big enough and tough enough. We've seen it to run between the tackles and to run downhill. He's not good enough as a ball protector, as we found out, as we once again saw. So... They get three there, right? And then they get another break. They get another break. As another third down is converted, third and short, again, that's two third down short conversions. Again, the offense is kind of moving the way you'd ideally like. Quick, you know, mix of run, pass, getting rid of the ball outside of the one, um, kind of forcing Arizona to play defense, make mistakes. Arizona lights up. Um, Dotson, lowering the, the helmet to the head, they get another 15-yard penalty, and you get the first down, and you get the ball on Arizona's 49. And then a couple of plays after that, you target Terry deep left, same sideline as you had Diami. So again, you see a clear area of weakness there, where the commanders on the first two series are getting wide open on the Cardinals' deep hash. Deep Deep part of the field on their sideline. Wide open. And Wilson, defensive pass interference, 37 yards. And two plays later, Sam scrambles to his left wildly. Running, 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 running. Crossbody flip, boom, to Brian Robinson. It wasn't the greatest throw ever. But considering the circumstances, it was good enough. And... It was good for the touchdown. It did not come on third down, but second and four, all right, you take that. And more importantly, you capitalized on three mistakes that the Cardinals made on the same drive and put together a 91-yard drive, albeit heavily aided by penalties. So in the first two drives... There was stuff to like, a lot of stuff to like. Good mix, Sam getting rid of it fairly quickly. Outside of, again, a couple of those scrambles to his left. But that's also where the big plays were. There were some things not to like. There were some things to like. And then after that, it was like, oh, what are we doing here? Like, what What should we do? And the offense just kind of went into a malaise. It really wasn't from the start, even though they didn't get points on that first drive, 
and they were heavily aided by the penalties on the second drive, it really was the series that starts the second quarter in which the commanders had very little answer, very little answer for the Cardinals' defense and their own ineptitude on offense. And that's where we'll take the first time out of the show at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Now we're going to get into the bad stuff or the extra bad stuff. Because, again, the first quarter was a mix of good and bad, but I don't think it was as bad as maybe people made it out. It wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as people made it out. Maybe even me lied. But it wasn't good enough. And then the bad started. The real bad started. Really bad. And so we'll get to all of that with you at 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. 301-230-0980. How bad was the offense for you? How concerned on a scale of 1 to 10 are you? And who specifically are you more worried about? Sam Howell, Eric Bieniemy, Logan Thomas, or the offensive line as a whole, or any individual on the offensive line? And I don't know if I have the perfect answer. I'll try and attempt to answer that after the break. Along with you at 301-230-0980, Commanders win 20-16. That's the good news. The defense was really good down the stretch. That's more good news. Sam Howell made a couple of plays. That's a bright spot. But I wouldn't call anything that the offense did yesterday really good or really encouraging. It was survival mode on a victory Monday. 301-230-0980. Let's get cranking, baby. The commanders are 1-0 heading to Denver this Sunday. That'll be tough in the mile-high air. Against Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the 0-1 Denver Broncos, who are going to be desperate to not start the season off 0-2 at home with both home games uh, being in Denver. Let's go on a victory Monday and a Motown Monday. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is indeed a Motown Monday, a Victory Monday in the nation's capital and beyond on the Odyssey at 126. We'll get right out to your calls at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Cam Curl, who had a team-leading 10 tackles, will join us a little bit later on. As well, defensive end Casey Tuhill. Had a good conversation with him in the locker room. Jay Gruden is back for another year. Uh, Time to be determined on that one. You'll hear from Ron Rivera in about an hour and 35 minutes live in Ashburn. So we've got a lot to do on a Victory Monday and all of your calls. So let's get right to it. I can run through all the offense, but real quickly, the first series of that second quarter is where it all started for me. Again, the first two series weren't perfect, but they were good enough. Then the interception. I know it was tipped, but it was a bad, 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 bad decision. Bad decision. And then the sack fumble, all the pressures uh, against six total sacks. There should have been a seventh that was wiped out because of the Kazir White penalty. It was for no yardage but, or, or just a loss of one, but still. Um, you know... I thought it in the second quarter, it seemed like they tried. They tried to do a lot of what Scott Turner tried to do last year, which is have everything available and looking deep second and third levels first. And maybe that's because against a a defense and a system that is designed to allow you to work underneath. You want to take your shots to loosen up the underneath. And they're trying to establish that. But to me, with this offensive line and a quarterback that's already predisposed to holding onto the ball too long, that's, you know, that's risky. Especially against really good defenses. And Arizona, make no mistake about it, is not a really good defense. Let's go to Stephen Columbia to get the show started in the leadoff spot. What up, Steve? How are you? Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? All right, Steve, Look, what's going on? Uh, first, first, I'll say, you know, I went to the game. It was a good experience. No complaints there. As far as on the field, I'm a little different than what most people saw. I, I felt that the defense, um, to me, they weren't good. Here's why. I, I just don't see enough pressure on, on the quarterback throughout the game. I don't see them with the ability to stop the run or a running or scrambling-type quarterback. 
And I'm looking at Arizona. Yeah, they're professionals, but let's be real. Some of the people we have on the schedule are, are much better offensively, and I don't have the confidence in, in, in the defense. Four years in under Jack Del Rio, they should be more dominant, in my opinion. I'll say that. And then on the offensive side, I'm not sold on uh, Logan Thomas. I think he just doesn't get enough yards after the catch, period. He, he, you know, he just, he's just, I think he's a little old and he's, and he's a little slow and I'd like them to run the ball a little bit more, but I'm happy they won the game. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand a lot of your points there, Steve. I, I will push back a little bit on the defense and say, look, they allowed some big plays, which I didn't love a 31 yarder, a 29 yarder. Uh, they had one for 30 that was eventually wiped out because of an, uh, an Arizona penalty, uh, but was made, um, but they buckled down. Every time they gave up a big play, they then seemed to buckle down and hold to a field goal. So, you know, you're not going to be lights out even against pedestrian. Now, I mean, very pedestrian offenses in the NFL because, well, they're still NFL players and they're still NFL offenses, right? But at least they buckled down and didn't allow touchdowns uh, and only forced field goals. So that was good. Uh, the 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 – Running the ball, absolutely, they need to do better. I think they ran. I think they threw like thirty times in the first half, uh, and only ran like eight or nine times or whatever. I didn't love that. We'll get more into that. Um, and then the the um, uh, the other thing that you had, uh, I'm trying to remember. What's that? Oh, Logan Thomas. Yeah. Okay. I understand what you're saying about Logan. He's got to catch the ball first. That's the bigger problem, or at least for yesterday. Logan's usually good at catching the ball. He's not one of these dropsy kind of guys, but whether they were drops or just non-catches, that was part of the problem there. Appreciate the phone call. We'll get more of your calls coming up. Roberto980, Roy, Danny, Dennis, we're coming at you. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check call. 8888-ACE-LAW. Let's do a quick trending alert. All right, again, Ron Rivera coming up at 3 o'clock. He'll, uh, we'll broadcast that live from Ashburn. We'll get any news and notes as the Commanders 1-0 and get set for the Denver Broncos who lost to the Las Vegas Raiders at home yesterday. Meanwhile, tonight, Monday Night Football, it's Aaron Rodgers' debut for the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills who are here in Week 3. And according to Robert Griffin III, who knew he broke news? Damar Hamlin, not expected to play tonight on Monday Night Football. Bad news for the Browns after a dominant win over the Bengals. Starting right tackle Jack Conklin out for the rest of the year. And Michigan State suspending head coach Mel Tucker. It is expected that they'll potentially fire him, and it was reported that way, before the ultimate suspension was handed down uh, after a sexual harassment uh, uh, accusation and investigation. And that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, good to have you with us on this Motown Victory Monday in the nation's capital and beyond on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We mentioned the real problem started in the second quarter for the commander's offense. Again, the interception in the left flat by Zayvon Collins, I mean, it was tipped at the line, but it was not a good decision. I mean, if you're watching Collins on that play as I was, I mean, he's just, you know, he's just kind of toying with Sam. And he's reading his eyes all the way. And yes, it got tipped. But I mean, Zayvon Collins was radaring in and Sam telegraphed it. Again, that's going to happen. We have seen some lollipop interceptions. We have seen some balls intercepted. The Dallas game in the end zone last year, I mentioned it a couple of times during training camp. Um, I know one St. Juice had. uh, Another one, I think Percy Butler had. Where Sam will try and, again, lollipop it in. Almost rainbow arc it in. And... He just won't have enough touch or enough zip for whatever reason as he tries to layer it in. And he's staring down the target in this case as he was, I believe, with Zayvon Collins. Because you just see Zayvon Collins just going rope-a-dope style. But that's where the real problem started. That was the second play of the second quarter. You know, on a... um, And that was, you know, and, and that was after... Uh, I'm sorry. No, that that wasn't uh, the second play of the second quarter. That was the third play of the second quarter. But the yeah, it was um, it was actually the fourth run play, but it was the second accepted play because there were back to back penalties and personal fouls. One against Bates, one against Ledbetter of Arizona, which wiped out the two plays. But the point being is that's where things kind of got scary and hairy. That led to a 54-yard field goal. Then they try and reestablish the run after that. Six yards first down from B-Rob. Five yards second play. And then right away, Sam's under pressure again. But he scrambles for five yards. Then they come back to an Antonio Gibson three-yard run. Okay, on second and five. Then on third and two, you try not to be too predictable. And you hit it to Terry for his first catch of the game for 19 yards. Again, they're pretty good and giving themselves third and short in the first half. Yeah, I had third and two, third and one, third and two here, and they were successful. And then all of a sudden, it it's like, you know, like they, they started to get the passing game going, right? Right after that, Cole Turner comes up with a big catch over the middle, and then the Antonio Gibson run up the middle in traffic, And he fumbles at the Arizona 19. So that was at least three points probably lost there. But now the second turnover on back-to-back possessions. And again, this is where the real problem started. The first quarter, again, was a mix. There was some good, and there was some eh, not so good. But more good than not so good. This back-to-back turnovers, especially one in the red zone, 
you can't have. You're not going to be able to beat good defenses. All right, back to the calls we go. Uh, let's get Roberto980 here uh, first up, and then we'll get everyone else in right after that. What's up, Roberto? Kaka doo 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 victory Monday, brother Chris. How are you, pal? What's shaking? I'm excellent, excellent. Um, yes, uh, it's growing pains with the quarterback. Expected, we're good. Bouncing back from it was awesome. Uh, the whole entire feel for the game yesterday. I mean, the the crowd, even with the mistakes, the the. the the defense cranking up, you know, a notch after the mistakes. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm like it. I like it. It's football, and and Arizona was giving to them, and the defense was playing. Both defenses was balling yesterday, sir. You know, and, and but that surprised me. I mean, like it surprised me, Roberto, that not that the commander's offense was a little helter skelter, but that the Arizona defense was as aggressive as it was. And I don't mean aggressive by blitzing a lot. They didn't blitz a lot. They blitzed on the one third down on the first series. They blitzed. I know uh, at some point because I went right over to Logan Paulson right as that play was happening, and I said Arizona's not blitzing a lot, right? And he goes, "Well, they just did," and he was right. I mean, they blitzed in a couple of spots. But it's not like they blitzed a lot. I was just cons- I wasn't surprised that the commander's offense was again up and down. You expect all that new offensive line, new coordinator, new play caller, new quarterback, everything. I was just surprised that I was surprised that Arizona's defense looked as good. Right. One thing about Logan, though, uh, uh, Thomas. He, oh my God, uh, he's not a good blocking tight end. No. Period. Uh, he's ne- it's never been a strength. So his job is to catch the ball. Yes. That's the problem. When you're not catching the ball and you're not a good blocker, that's problem. That's a problem. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Help that's us problem. out. Something. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, let, let's get better real quick. And he's still uh, – I, I saw him down on the sideline getting stretched out as a critical series started, uh, and he missed the entire right. series. Uh, so that's uh, – you know, right. that's another problem. Roberto, I got to run because we got a ton of calls. I appreciate you as always. Good to hear from you, my friend. Let's get to, oh, we haven't heard from Roy in Brunswick in a while. Roy, it's football season. You're back, huh? Yeah, I, had, I took a sabbatical. I was busy. My girls. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. You were doing important things. How are you, pal? Good, man. I went I went to the game. The The stadium uh, atmosphere was, was great. Parking mm-hmm. passes were still wild, though, like we talked about last year. The cost of the parking passes are still crazy. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but um, the, you know they don't have to share that money with the rest of the NFL. So, yep. And actually, I I did see Logan. Logan came across all the way on one or two plays and made some like you know cuts. Whether it's where it's like the blocker and the blocky, they're not fun for either. But I did see him because I commented to my buddy we had good seats, and I was like, man, he came all the way across and and uh, and cut a couple guys on on some run plays that I know weren't fun. Which mm-hmm. is like, if that's the play. Then let Bates or Turner somebody like why you know the guys barely got to the field. Why are you even going to call like that set with him in there? It's not like you need to be super deceptive to run that run play to Gibson. Like let some let the younger guys cut those guys. So well, I understand that, but but again, it's it's kind of like uh, I, I mean, here's how I would answer that. I don't know if this is the way they think, but like it can't be a tell-all every time 
that yeah. Logan Thomas is on the field that you're going to pass and not run. Just like when yeah. Antonio, you know, like I know some people said, oh, like Antonio Gibson should only play on third downs. Largely, I agree because he, he does have the fumbling issue. But if he's on the field and you're passing every single time, teams are going to know that. So you have to mix it up some. Yeah, I didn't like the way that uh, you know I didn't like the way that the enemy used the backs at all, and 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 like they they threw too many screen passes to to Robinson, and Howell's accuracy was just god awful on those passes. Like he he's making them like drop their eyes or jump or do, you know those little screen passes. Mm-hmm. Like he should barely not even have to look at the ball. The ball should just be be on him. But I think that the enemy. You know, could have should have done a lot of what was good in Turner's offense. To me, Chris, there was no window dressing. There wasn't enough motion. There wasn't a single, uh, you know, Chris Samuel jet sweep or Yami Brown yep. jet sweep. Like there were so many things that you could have made this kid's yep. life easier with. There was very few um, pop passes that were like you know down block for pop passes. It was all like you said earlier, you know, five step drop. And you know, the last thing you want to do with a kid that holds onto the ball forever is call all these long developing pass plays when you've got all this lateral speed and this potential yak uh, yardage to get from these guys. I just thought but Roy, how, how, way too many screens. I wonder and, and, how, me- how much they maybe fell for the two deep opportunities. One they drew a DPI on, one he bypassed on the first two series of the game that maybe changed what they what we all thought all of the points you just made they were originally going to do you know what i'm saying like once you start yeah. seeing something that's there do you get too intoxicated by it yeah and i just think for a home opener with that much pressure for you know for you to have the early success and then just like not run with a lead is just crazy to me like i thought that uh you know after after it's a seven nothing game and uh, you know that you that you would see ten to fifteen runs and then work play action, mm-hmm. but it was almost like they were trying to do it backwards, where they were trying to pass yep. to allow themselves to continue to run. But they never had failed running initially. So I just think I think now with the week under him, he's going to say, okay, I need to either chip more with these tight ends or call more quick stuff. But I just thought they made it way harder on on Hal and everyone involved by trying to get him timed up on some of these ten to twenty yard throws and and there was times where no, i mean just genuinely nobody was open but some of the holding calls and some of the sacks were on sam i think he's taking way too long to just tuck the ball and run i think okay. after his first or second read he just needs to run and and get five and get six but i just think that you know the enemy's got to work better on on some more lateral stuff and some more quick game underneath stuff because it was he was trying to you know i think he was trying to do to maybe look too much like running gun or spurrier or pushing the ball down the field too much in my opinion all right good call roy good to have you back one full game again not a complete referendum i think what roy just said i think you know i i know uh my guy coach rose on twitter pointed out the same thing late last night i mean i saw it i think we all saw it there was a pretty good mix of the short and longer game again on those first two series but then it seemed like it almost seemed like either sam wasn't seeing stuff eric wasn't calling enough or they were just off immediately and it almost seemed like there was a different reason or problem basically again from the second quarter on every time. Again, I'm going to really have to slow down the game, which is hard for me to do because there's so many much other football. I mean, I can't watch the same play 10 times to see everything, but these are some of the little things that pop up. Let's quickly squeeze in uh, our pal Danny. 
who I saw at the Maryland game last night, or I sh- should say Saturday night, and I know was working at FedEx Field yesterday. Hey, Danny, how are you? It was good. It was a nice weekend. It was really, really good to see you on um, Saturday along, along with JP. It's always good to see you, and uh, it made it easier. I didn't have to worry about trying to catch up with you on Sunday, but um, – you know, the the whole day was, uh, you know, the first game is always interesting because you never know what you're expecting because all those scenarios, you, know, you go through the preseason and, you know, with three preseason games, you it's hard to get all that in because people aren't playing, you know, you, you're, you're seeing all, and you, you don't know what other teams are going to show. And um, it was just, you know, the crowd was great. It, it was nice to have a, a home game and it felt like a home game. You know, like I did tell this one couple that I was going to mention them on the radio. They came in and made a weekend out of it. They're from Arizona. They went to the uh, Nationals game. They're Dodgers fans. So they, they made a weekend. They went oh, to nice. the game Friday night. And then they went to the game on um, on Sunday. But, you know, I get a different aspect from where I'm watching the game because you're in that corner uh the press box is, you know, for whatever reason. I hope the new stadium, it's more to the middle of the stadium. But so you know, do you're I. in that corner. But yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the, the the interception that Sam threw, I he just threw that ball. I don't even know what he was looking at. He just, I think he rushed it. Um, you know, I, I'm going to have to watch that game from the all, uh, that throw from the all 22. It looked like. He just stared down Zaven Collins, and Zaven was just going in, out, and kind of playing little rope-a-dope, and then it did get deflected slightly at the line because he tried to layer it over Zaven Collins. So that's what it looked like to me, but again, until I see the All-22 and where exactly uh, Sam was looking and what his other options were, I- I'm not sure. But either way, it was not at the very if it wasn't a bad interception, it was a bad decision. Let's call it that. Yeah, and then, you know, and, and I talked to the junkies this morning about Antonio Gibson. I mean, if he does another fumble, you, you have to start, kind of start thinking about maybe, uh, maybe Brian Robinson more, you know, and. Well, you can't, you, I, I mean, you can't fumble and you can't fumble inside the red zone. Danny, I appreciate you. Good to hear from you and good to see you on Saturday night. Got to let you run so we can take a timeout, and then we'll get right back to you. I see Dennis, John in Oklahoma. They'll be uh, first up. Sage in New York. We got Jensen in Columbia. We got uh, Jason in Maryland. We got a bunch of newbies. We got uh, a bunch of Odyssey listeners. We got Paulie on the line, so we'll get to everybody. We'll try and give everybody a fair crack. But obviously, again, with it being a Monday – we're going to have to tighten up the times a little bit, including myself, too. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, 301-230-0980, on uh, Victory Monday and a Motown Monday on the Team 980. Let's get right back to it on the phones. At 301-230-0980. Let's get to uh, Dennis and Mount Rainier. What's up, Dennis? How are you? Uh, Chris, good talking to you again. Good to talk uh, to you, uh, Den. Yeah, a little bit of perspective. Sam Howell essentially is a rookie quarterback. Yes. He, yes. he has exactly one extra game yep. over Richardson, Ritter, Bryce Young. Correct. He has a higher QBR. He was 17th in the league after yesterday. The other highest was Anthony Richardson. He was 23.8. 
Now, so I think he did fine. Uh, now, was he, you know, I sure want him to be better. He better be better. However, the enemy, I'm with that previous caller. Why no motions? There was no motions to show whether they were in zone or man. Mm-hmm. You didn't do any of the stuff that you see in Kansas City, and that's a disservice to Hal, if you ask me. But my bigger concern with all of this, uh, Chris, the offensive line, he was under siege most of the day. That offensive line is going to be a problem the rest of the year, and I don't see a solution for it. Well, it's uh, going to be a problem at, uh, the rest of the year, which we all knew, right? But I think mm-hmm. the way they can help them, again, is some of the more eye candy type stuff that you were just mentioning that, uh, you know, that we've all talked about, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, more of a commitment to – Again, running, and I know everybody doesn't want to run the ball because of EPAs and all this crap, but there's alter. I always say this, right? Everybody makes fun of me for wanting to run the ball, but there are reasons why you run the ball besides just gaining yards on the play. It is, right. to, it is to get the offensive line a little bit more in a rhythm. It is to slow down the defense. It is to not become one-dimensional. Like, if you look in the first half, right, they ran the ball ten times, and they threw – uh, tw- uh, they drop. Well, let me let me just let me put it this way: they drop back twenty eight times, four sacks, twenty four attempts, and if you look, Howell had the one. Howell had at least two scrambles, so it was probably thirty called pass plays to really eight called run plays. I, I mean, that maybe that might be slightly off by a digit one way or the other, but that's way too pass heavy for this offensive line. I don't care if you're going against an, a defense that doesn't blitz a lot, and maybe that's what they were trying to do. Is they were trying to say, well, hey, you know, if there's a game that we're gonna be able to pass, it's this one, and then. Oh crap! We can't we we can't block these guys even when they're not blitzing, uh, <laughs> even when we're trying to take advantage of a lesser defense. I agree. And and by the way, Arizona is not without talent. They have some talent, but uh, but that was uh, hey, we got the victory and let's go with it. And please, everybody, remember this is a, essentially a rookie quarterback that did fine. He did fine. He scored the winning touchdown for us and drove us to the winning field goal, although a short field. So I'm very positive on this. Fair Thank enough. You, Good call, Dennis, as always. Appreciate you. Good to have you. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's quickly grab John in Oklahoma on the Odyssey app. What up, John? How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call yep. today. Thanks for making it. Hey, I'm, I'm, hey yes, you too. Hey, I'm not going to talk about the defense because I'm not too concerned about that. I'd like to get Chase Young back. That'll be it. But, uh, as far as how it goes, uh, no one really looks good back there when they're running. You know, if you ain't got a, you got to have a solid line in front of you. I mean, you know, you're scrambling and trying to make plays, and it doesn't bother me that he hangs on the ball because he's trying to make a play. You know, and that's what I like about a gamer like like him. And uh, you know, don't everybody panic. It's the first game. I know we're gonna. The schedule gets tougher, but. Uh, I believe this team is going to be all right. We might not win as many games as we want to win, for sure. But uh, we're going to be all right, guys. We, we got a good quarterback, finally. And uh, we just got to give him time and uh, let Ben and me develop him. I really don't think he put too much on his plate, for one thing, yesterday. want to be too. And, you know, John, you know, that's a good point right there. Right what you yeah. just said. We're all bemoaning, hey, where was the eye candy stuff? You know, where was the trickeration? Yeah. All that. Maybe part of that is, hey, you know what? We haven't played a game in three weeks, number one. He's played one NFL game. 
okay? And we don't want to overload. We don't want to overload not only him, but a new offensive line. Exactly. And, you know, like I say, uh, that line, you know, man, I hate to talk about anybody like that, but, you know, he just don't have much in front of him. And, you know, football hasn't changed any. The, the game is won at the line of scrimmage, offensively and defensively. I firmly believe that. And uh, when you don't got the studs in front of you, you know, you're running. We usually run for your life, and you got to make uh, quick decisions. And right. he's just trying to make plays yesterday. I don't like playing the ball with one right. hand, but hey, that's a rookie, you know, a rookie mistake. I think he'll get over that. Benjamin says he is a self-corrector. So gonna happen. Know. It's got to get fixed quickly. I appreciate you, John. Good call uh, from Oklahoma. Let's take the time out here at the top of the hour. Jay Gruden expected to join us in about a half an hour or so. Ron Rivera at three o'clock from Ashburn. Cam Curl and Casey Two Hill ahead. Busy, busy next two hours, and all of your phone calls as well. Hang tight on the Ace Law Listener Lines three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty on the Team nine eighty always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.